Welcome back to another bonus episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I came to you guys. Uh, I'm on a hiatus right now. I'm going on vacation. It's more of a staycation, really, because we're broke and uh, Rebecca has to work. But, you know, I wanted to take a little bit of time off to recharge the batteries and to get my uh, creative and emotional juices back in flow, back in gear. Uh, But I wanted to come back and talk about a couple of things. Firstly, I wanted to talk about the uh, Roe versus Wade situation. Uh, It got rescinded by the Supreme Court, a highly conservative Supreme Court. And I'm going to go into all of the minutiae of that. At the end of the day, we are progressives, but we are not those kinds of progressives. We are not looking for a fight or a challenge. We are just looking to better the world and make it more fair, make it more functional, and make it more equal. That's always only what it's been about. It's never about a liberal agenda. All we've ever wanted was fairness and systemic functionality in our culture and to challenge regressive and oppressive systems for the maximization of uh, equality and comfort and happiness for regular people. That's all it's ever been about. This is not a political show. But that being said, sometimes we have to make a stand. We have to tow our line in the sand, if you will, uh, so that we can talk about the minutiae of why this thing happened, why did the highly conservative uh, Supreme Court uh, choose to rescind a bill, choose to, to rescind a decision that is almost 60 years old, it is unprecedented in our culture, and it is a power grab, and I want to talk about it. And while I got myself all fired up in the mood, I also wanted to talk about why I want to get paid for the show and why growth is so important and why it's so darn impossible these days. I need your help, you guys. So buckle up for a fun and fascinating and interesting show. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bry Comedy. And ladies and gentlemen, today... Uh, this is going to be a bonus episode. I'm calling this an emergency session. Uh, I wanted to kind of chime in about the whole Supreme Court justice decision of rescinding Roe versus Wade. And while I'm at it, I also wanted to make some things clear about my own motives and what I'm trying to do here and why I'm trying to get paid. Because at the end of the day, everybody deserves recognition and everybody deserves sustainability and everybody deserves to get paid and i shouldn't have to feel ashamed about that so we're finally in summer here in oregon so please excuse if you will the background noise if you hear fans and air conditioners going off we're doing the best we can but we gotta stay cool in here or else you know we die so So before we get into the whole Supreme Court thing, I just wanted to clear up a few things. You know, I've been doing this show from a place of goodness and kindness and purity of heart for over a year now. And, at the, at, you know, the thing is, you guys, is that I absolutely am doing this from a place of goodness and kindness. You know, I mean, how could anyone... Uh, uh, do something like this, a podcast, which is the least popular medium out there, 
Why would I try to be connecting with empaths? Why would I try to be helping people improve their self-esteem and, and, and have more robust living and have a, a better understanding of life and the world? You know, all of this for Rebecca and I is coming from a place from the heart, you know. I've told you that I'm not a Christian. I am an atheist, but I am a spiritual atheist. And so I'm not coming from this place of, oh, I got to reserve my seat in heaven. I'm doing this because when I stopped working at Lowe's, I hit this emotional wall where I realized the importance of kindness. I realized the importance of goodness. I re, uh, and I realized how much our society is dying on the vine, you guys, of spiritual malnutrition. We need the lovers and the carers and the healers in this world. And that's what I decided I was going to be, you know, and, and it gets, very dispiriting, you guys, to put yourself out there every day to try to be a better person. Do I have to think about others? No. I don't have to give a shit about you guys at all. Not at all. I, you know, in fact, there's a lot of conventional wisdom nowadays where people think that, um, you know, we should just take care of ourselves and fuck everybody else. And that is a very common attitude out there these days, you know, um, but it's not one that I like to share. You know, I, um, I've always been a very conscientious person. I grew up a, a little shy, little introverted empath in training. And, uh, it was me hanging out with my grandma and my mom, watching old eighties TV shows like Alice. And I formed my values based on being around good, nurturing women. Women, you guys, women make the world go around. Mothers make the world go around. Men, yeah, sure. You know, we always like to think we give all the credit to women nowadays and we give none of the credit to men. And yes, I do believe that gets a little, for myself, hard to deal with. Being a white male, uh, uh, having to uh, succumb to the wrath of people out in our society that think all white males are trying to strip people of their rights and their dignity, you know, yes, there's a lot of fucked up white males out there, I admit, but I am not one of them, I assure you. I am trying to fight for the right values. And uh, I don't think a lot of people really understand what that means today. Now, there's, this, this is going to get a little bit political, and I will try my hardest to not uh, stay in that political arena for too long. But I wrote yesterday on Instagram, uh, there's a meme here. It says November, and it's got a picture of a woman kicking a dude in the nuts, and it, it has on her face says women, and then the guy getting his nuts kicked in is says Republicans, and it says women, this November, you know what to do. And uh, I've told you before, you guys, my best friend is a Trump supporter. I am not trying to hate on Republicans, I assure you. But you guys, there are agendas in this world that are much bigger than you and I. And I actually got a dude on here that said, this isn't about Republicans. Are you fucking stupid? Oh my God, how can you not know this? For any of you guys that aren't politically engaged, let me explain this to you in a way uh, you'll understand, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, I am not anti-conservative for shit's sake. Come on. Um, what it boils down to, you guys, is that there are going to be agendas on the left 
and there are always going to be agendas on the right. The difference is, is that the agendas on the left are usually like a Green New Deal and getting rid of fossil fuels so that we can heal the earth. Uh, the agendas on the right, there's a very strong faction out there, you guys, called the Evangelical Wing of the Republican Party. And if you guys know anything about this, you know that it's coming from a wealthy, right-wing, Christian, conservative point of view. And while normally, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't have any problem with evangelicals in and of itself, but they, their politics is ruled by the Bible Belt. It's ruled by what they believe in. But the problem with it is not their beliefs. It's the fact that they want everybody, regardless of their religion or atheism, they want us all to live our life based on their religious values, and you're not supposed to dump other people's values on others. That's not how it works, you guys. Religious people are entitled to live their lives the way they see fit. But when you start chipping away at freedom and chipping away at bodily autonomy, guess what, you guys? Yes, it's called an overreach. They are overreaching. This whole decision was made. The Supreme Court decision was made basically as an overstep, as an overreach. As soon as they got enough conservative people on the Supreme Court, they started hatching their plans, which is to turn this back into a Christian nation and to make abortions illegal. Now, in and of itself, is that so bad? Well, yes and no. At the end of the day, I don't fault them for wanting to uh, be pro-life, I say, to each their own. But uh, when you do that, you are removing the progress. You are removing the, the, the freedom. You are removing the bodily autonomy from women throughout the entire nation. So we will get into that in just a little bit. But I wanted to talk about my gripes right now with doing this show is that, um, you know, I started uh, back in season two telling you guys that, hey, um, this all costs money. And I, yes, of course, I'm doing this. I'm a Boy Scout. I'm a soldier. I have put in on this life. I have kicked ass for 30 years, 30 plus years now, and I've always worked a job and then when I got fibromyalgia, when I started uh, uh, starting to see the economy going down into a slump, I realized that I needed to change directions and I needed to speak to people coming from the heart. And so I, as a radio person, I decided to get into podcasting. And so while, of course, I'm doing this from a spiritual place, a pure place, but I really honestly don't owe people anything. None of us owe each other a thing. But when we do that, you guys, you know, I use the analogy with my friend that corporations, corporations amass wealth and power by exploiting a need in people. We all need to work. We all need to make money. And so they create jobs, but they use us for their own agendas in order to amass power and amass wealth until they have enough power and wealth to start manipulating the system the way they see fit. And that's why a lot of corporations have 
policies that try to deregulate government uh, regulations on uh, clean air and clean water, et cetera, et cetera. They are trying to create an agenda where they don't have to pay money or they don't have to be accountable for the collateral damage for doing business as a major factory or corporation. And so we have to be aware of those agendas, you guys. And so I wanted to talk about my agenda. Yes, I have a self-interest in this, of course. But you know what, you guys? Everybody deserves to get paid. Everybody deserves to have hope. And I have neither right now. I have no hope and I have no fucking money. And it is discouraging, you guys. Because at the end of the day, you guys, yes, I, I definitely came to help people. I wanted to make a difference in the mental health of people. I wanted to talk about being an empath and what that entails, being sensitive, being ultra uh, keen and aware of your surroundings and energy and vibes and motives. Uh, being an intuitive is not always fun, you guys. It is having a hyper-awareness that most people don't have, and it makes you struggle, frankly, with your mental health because not only are you hyper-aware of what's going on in the world and people's motives and people's bad energy and, and bad intentions, um, uh, it, it can also uh, affect you over time because you, you start to see that people aren't as loving and as caring as you had previously thought, you know. But I just wanted to come and talk about it because, yeah, um, the truth is is that uh, I don't get paid for this. I rely exclusively on tips. And, um, you know, I am fortunate to have a, a PayPal and a Patreon set up so that a handful of people could help me get through the struggle of growing a podcast. But you guys, uh, pod, uh, sponsors don't uh, sponsor you until you're getting at least a 1,000 downloads per episode. And guess what? We're nowhere near that, you guys, but we're only in our first year. And so um, I struggle uh, emotionally and mentally because sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not putting out the right content, you know. Maybe I'm not focusing in on uh, my audience's needs enough. Maybe I'm not making this interesting enough by talking about, you know, uh, Bigfoot and ghosts enough, you know, the clickbaity stuff, you know. And I always am looking to grow myself and grow my consciousness and get better at this job so that I can be more useful to you guys. But at the end of the day, it's easy to blame yourself thinking, well, I'm just not catering to their needs enough. But no, I don't think that's it at all, you guys. It's just growth is slow for a podcast. It is much easier to be a YouTuber than it is to be a podcaster. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's easier to find growth because that's where everybody is. But I have a passion for radio. And I wanted this to be meaningful. I wanted to be able to say the things that audio allows you to say that a lot of times video doesn't. Is that video has this way where you uh, you see the person, uh, but you don't hear what's in their heart. And so I love this medium because it allows you to hear the nuance and the inflection of my voice to hear what I'm all about and what my values are. That's really a neat medium to be in because it's very personable and it's very close knit and uh i thought maybe i would be able to talk uh to you guys in such a way where we could build a community and uh, uh based on a love and respect and admiration um and also mutual uh, uh 
likes and dislikes, you know, because we also are seeing the craziness in this world. We also are empaths. We also are emotionally the same. And so, yes, as intuitives, we, um, we have a kind of similarity there to see the world in very similar terms. But yes, I mean, what is so wrong anymore with admitting that we have self-interest? I mean, I have to remain sustainable. And so I was really hoping when I started this that I would get a little bit more uh, sense of community and more sense of uh, helping me with this situation. Because, you guys, I have a chronic pain condition. Some days I can run seven miles and other days I can barely get out of bed. And so the reason why I'm doing this is because my body will allow me to do it, you know. Um, it's hard, you guys. And I try very hard not to try to turn this into a pity party of, oh, woe is me. Uh, please feel sorry for me and give me money. No, because listen, you guys, I want a hand up, not a hand out. I am trying to create an infrastructure here where we have a YouTube channel, we have the uh, podcast here, and as we grow this and get more popular, uh, the sponsors will step in once big enough in order to help pay for the operational costs, and then that way I can do little things like merch and et cetera to make a little bit of money for myself, and that just simply goes into making sure that I don't have to go get a job at Kmart or, or Walmart or Target or something. I can stay here at home where I am most comfortable and where I'm most suited to do the best amount of work for our communities, for you, for our society. But I think what happened is is um, people think that when you're a podcaster that you're doing it because you're arrogant or you're doing it because you're egotistical or that you're just looking for attention. And you guys, I am not looking for attention. If you guys notice, when I go, when you go on my Instagram, you rarely see a picture of me because, not because I'm shy or because I have something to be ashamed of, but because I'm not looking for glory. I'm not looking for attention. I'm not looking for fame. I'm looking to make this world a better place. You know, very recently, I started a Facebook uh, fundraiser campaign to try to raise $300 uh, because as you guys know from the last episode, I'm trying to buy new microphones because they're not compatible with a mixing board and uh, I'm having a lot of audio delays and issues. And so I want to buy new equipment. I want to maintain the equipment I have. And so that $300 was there uh, so that I can continue going on. Um, and um, frankly, it's hard when um, nobody really wants to help you out. Uh, and that gets me to the point where I start to feel bitter and sour, um, not at any individual, but at society as a whole, because you start to think that maybe people don't see uh, the, the necessity or the need for this. They don't see the importance of the work I'm doing. They don't see this as valid. A lot of uh, people in our society think that radio work isn't real work, um, but you guys have to understand, I'm coming up from a place of a partial disability and I want, I'm doing this from a spiritual place where I want to help. I want to help people feel good about themselves. I want to uh, create uh, better uh, mentalities out there that endure and uh, to educate people and to do all the things necessary into creating a little community where we help each other and, and, and have better 
uh, self-esteem and have uh, uh, more um, control over our mental health snags. And that's why I started this because, yes, I have depression. I have anxiety. Uh, I have a smidge of PTSD because uh, I, frankly, was in the military and uh, I struggled with chronic pain and PTSD. Uh, and uh, I was I was involved in a, in a violent attack uh, as a, as a as a teenager that uh, left me uh, with some uh, trauma, if you will. And uh, and and I'm not trying to get you guys to feel sorry for me. It's just that. You guys, you know, everybody deserves to get paid. Everybody deserves to grow. And I was really hoping that I could um, pull on some heartstrings with my story uh, to tell you I'm a soldier. I'm a Boy Scout. I've, I've been helpful and helping people my whole life. I was a phlebotomist. I was an EMT. I used to work on a rig and help people with dire emergencies. And now here I am. All I want is to make enough money at the show so that I could do some good in the world and so that I could sustain this. But if I don't make any money at all, guess what, you guys? Yes, I am paying 40 to $50 per month and getting nothing back. And so I'm losing money on this operation. So if I really only cared about the money, I wouldn't still be doing this because it hasn't been sustainable yet. I've, I've yet to earn a profit. Uh, everything I get from Patreon uh, only helps me to lower the amount that I owe each month. Um, but but even after that, I'm still paying thirty to forty dollars, and so it's really hard to like, you know, to speak the truth about your pain and suffering, to speak the truth about your fibromyalgia and your PTSD. It's hard to come clean because. You know, I'm a proud veteran, and uh, I, while I want you guys to see me as a thoughtful and polite and kind-hearted person, uh, you know, I got to get something out of this, and what I don't get in financial returns, I have to get in emotional returns, and I don't even really always feel like I'm getting that. But that being said, um, I really resist you know, putting that on you guys because you're just here for some good, happy, free entertainment. And so you're here uh, out of the uh, kindness and graciousness of your own heart. And I am trying to put out content from the, the, the kindness of my heart. And so, of course, I don't want to put people down or to tough love people or to say mean things because I'm not sour about it. It's just that I can't live like this forever. It is unsustainable. And so that's why I go on hiatus is because I'm also a stand-up comedian. I'm also an author. I am also trying to work a part-time job. And I am trying so hard to balance so many things. Uh, but when you're in the middle of production of a season of the podcast, uh, everything else sort of takes the back burner. And so by the time I get to uh, a hiatus, I'm working on building up YouTube. I'm working on uh, starting my merch shop. I'm trying to get a newsletter out to you guys. And I'm trying to build up social media all so that I can reach enough people uh, to hopefully see that uh, I am worthy, that I am a, a brand uh, worth uh, supporting and recognizing, you know. But I, I don't know why. I have a very difficult time admitting that um, I need help, you know. Um, having fibromyalgia isn't easy. 
Having depression isn't easy. Having anxiety is hard. And uh, when you have a smidge of PTSD, um, it's like you're too proud to admit it, you know. Um, but when it comes right down to it, you guys, the reason why I'm doing this show is because um, I was seeing a lacking of kindness in our society and a lacking of clarity in our politics and in our social um, culture that I wanted to talk about all the issues in a way that I didn't exclude anyone. I didn't put anybody down. I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, I try very hard to be balanced. But when you see things like this cash grab by the Supreme Court to overturn a decision that's been basically a staple for almost 55 years, you come to realize that the Republican Party is is trying to uh, get their way despite the popularity of this uh, Roe versus Wade bill. You guys, I mean, at the end of the day, Roe versus Wade uh, is, is something that uh, protects women's rights, protects women's autonomy. And what they want to now do is make it illegal to have abortions despite your circumstances. And that, you guys, just will not stand. But when I heard this guy say to me, this is not a Republican thing, it's like, God, are you fucking stupid? It's entirely a Republican thing. And that's why, you know, people on the left are trying to get the yahoos on the right to see that this party does not support your best interests. (laughs) It just doesn't. And it's not about... Because we all want there to be less hate in our culture. We all want there to be p- less political divisiveness. And, and, and while if we lived in a vacuum, I would say that we should all try to respect each other's differences. I agree with that. Uh, when you start getting into the real world and how it plays out in the real world, uh, we have to be careful that we don't allow the Republican Party to start cash grabbing its way into a society where they start taking away our freedoms and rights. You know, at the end of the day, I think the thing that really gets me the most about the Roe versus Wade decision and Christians in general is they like to pretend that uh, they're all pro-life. Well, if they're so fucking pro-life, why do they vote against things that help regular struggling people do better in our society? Ask me that. Why is that? If they're so pro-life, why do they turn their backs on all people besides uteruses? Everybody else, <laughs> they don't give a shit about life. They care about religious sanctity, not life. And so they're coming from a place of fear-mongering. They're coming from a place of, well, ab- abortion is wrong, therefore we want it to be illegal in our society. But you guys, when you take away the rights of all women just for your religious sanctity, I think you're missing the point of what Christianity is supposed to be about, and that is to help people. And so the problem I have with the evangelical wing is that they're trying to amass power and wealth. They're trying to consolidate wealth and power for their own agendas. Be damned. What's popular, be damned, what's right for all people. You know, because part of the show is a little bit of activism, but I don't want to bum you guys out. And that's why 
I made the announcement the other day on Instagram, and I'll go ahead and say it here. Uh, we expanded the brand. Uh, if you look at my podcast art uh, at any of the streaming services, you'll see that it always said, it always said empaths, mental health, activism, life, paranormal, and cryptids. And, uh, and, I, and that's because uh, uh, when I first started this, I wanted this to be uh, primarily about how to live in this world, uh, having empathy uh, when we're, we live amongst so many uh, people and systems that don't, frankly. And so that really uh, got to the heart of being an empath, which is uh, understanding motives and vibes very well, implicitly knowing when people are lying or, or being uh, uh, dishonest or, or, or uh, withholding certain information uh, in order because, because they have a certain agenda. And the reason why we got into the paranormal is because we got into uh, energy and intention. We wanted to talk about spirits and the afterlife and if there's an afterlife and what that entails and why. And because it's just good fun. You know, at the end of the day, we, we added the nerd life hashtag and the spooky life hashtag uh, because we thought we could expand this. You know, at the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is uh, uh, beat a What's the old saying? Beat a dead horse. You know, we, uh, Rebecca and I, uh, as we uh, do this show, uh, we're learning, we're growing, we're improving. And so we didn't want to keep repeating ourselves all the stuff that we did in season one, where we were learning how to deal with mean people, learning how to deal with mean systems, how to deal with living with empathy in a society that often does not. Uh, offer a whole lot of fairness or comfort, you know? And so as we grow as people, uh, we wanted to grow the, the brand to reflect that. And we don't want to keep repeating ourselves. And so, yeah, uh, nerd life and spooky life allow us to talk about movies and pop culture and all the things, uh, that keep us as empaths with mental health, uh, imperfections. The things that keep us happy and comfortable, you know, because that's really what it's about for a lot of people, not only people with depression and people with uh, chronic migraines and people with fibromyalgia, people with MS and all kinds of issues, uh, is they're looking to find a baseline of comfort and dignity in their illness, you know? And so at the end of the day, you know, I come here, of course, to be, uh, a giving and caring person to be kind and to teach through example, the spirit of goodness and kindness, of course. But at the end of the day, this stuff costs money and I'm losing money every month. And so, like I said, if I had like a hundred people that gave $3, man, that would be $300 a month. And that would be enough to sustain me where I'm, it, it would pay as much as a part-time job and I'd be set. I'm not looking to get wealthy with this, you guys. That was never in the cards. Fame and fortune is, was never in the cards for me. It was always about helping people and getting just enough reciprocity for people to help you back. But it's hard, man, because we live in a society where people are unflappable. They're unmoved uh, by, you know, pity. Uh, they don't feel sorry for you. They don't understand your circumstances. They don't know what they're, you're going through on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I thought, you know, well, maybe I'll come out and say it, say what's really going on. At the end of the day, um, you know, many, 
women in our society, and I, I struggle to say this because I don't want to give you guys the wrong impression. I am a feminist. I adore women. I was raised by women. Uh, I learned all of my values through women. Um, but then my values were strengthened by a sense of duty and integrity in the United States Army. And uh, th- I'm very proud of that. And so I, I would like to think that I'm one part empath, uh, one part soldier, and uh, two parts or all parts a kind humanitarian, you know. And so I am one part tough cookie and I'm one part super intuitive, touchy-feely empath, you know. But, um, you know, I've noticed in our society that uh, men, uh, you know, because there's so many white men out there uh, give, causing problems in our society uh, that I it, it tends to um, make people think that all white men are the problem or that all white men have some sense of ease and comfort in their life as if, as if being white or being male, you know, uh, you received a check in the mail or something, and it's just not true, you guys. Um, this should not be about being white or being a man. Uh, this is for all people of all races, and that's why I include my conservative brothers and sisters, and that's why I include uh, people of all countries, of all cultures, and all religions. Uh, do I have my own personal preferences? Yes, of course. But at the end of the day, we are not trying to spread a message of hatred. We're trying to spread a message of hope, a, a message of equality, and a message of, of generosity, you know? And so when your personal needs aren't being met, uh, you got to be very careful there because you don't want to blame people or upset people who are your audience. You know, you guys mean the world to Rebecca and I, and we're trying to... Uh, put on a show that is thoughtful and uh, clear-headed and uh, where we can talk about the events of society in our culture in a way that's real, you know. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I am not a fucking monk, you guys. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a former soldier, and I do get cranky from time to time, and I do get over it. Yes, uh, absolutely. Do I get tired of doing this for free? Yes, I need more money coming in. Uh, we're paying money out for this. And all I ask is that we make enough money to be sustainable. A couple hundred dollars a month would do it, you know, but you can't seem to get people to care, you know. I think a lot of people assume, well, if you're in radio, you must be arrogant. Or if you're a podcaster, you must be doing pretty good. No, uh, podcasters don't make any money, you guys, unless they're named Joe Rogan <laughs> or maybe Mark Marin, or maybe Elizabeth Banks. You know, um, celebrities do really well at podcasts because they have a baked in audience. They have a baked in fame when you're trying to do good work from the heart and you're not exactly, uh, you know, uh, trying to sell this cool kid thing. You know, am I a cool person? I would like to think that I am, but but I wanted this not to be about the cult of my personality. I wanted this to be about something bigger than that, more pure than that, coming from a place of we should be helping all people feel righteous and good and validated in our culture, you know? So when I'm getting perfectly real, yes, I get very depressed. I have a chronic pain condition that I can't, I, you know, let me just describe it to you guys. Um, 
there are many times where on an on a given week uh, I sleep maybe three to four hours per night because I have chronic pain and because I have chronic fatigue. And um, it's difficult, especially when you're trying to function on little sleep and you're already hurt and you're already tired. Uh, it can be very difficult. And then you pair that with the brain fog. Um, I'm trying to put out intellectual and uh, emotionally stimulating work for you guys. But, uh, yeah, my brain doesn't always function at, at 100%, you guys. And so I have to take days off where uh, I can't do the show because, frankly, I'm not even thinking straight. And then on the days where I am thinking straight, I'm always super worried about saying it the wrong way or, 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 or giving you guys the wrong impression of who I am. No, I'm a lover. I love people. I love life. But you guys, it's not always fun or easy when you're always in emergency mode, when you're always struggling. And so when you're trying to get people to help you, it's like, you guys, please, I'm not asking for that much. I just need a handful of people to pay 3 to $10 per month uh, so that I can continue doing this. Because if I can't, uh, frankly, I'm going to have to hang it up because I'm not making enough money to sustain it. Um but that being said, I don't want to guilt trip you guys. You guys are the best. You're the, you know, you're the reason why we do this. Um, but um, there's a lot of very selfish, hateful people in our culture. And I think people think that I owe them something. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, this is free entertainment, you guys. <laughs> what would you guys expect for free entertainment, you know? Would you go to the state fair and watch uh, a band and then complain when uh, they were out of tune? It was fucking free, man. <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, you guys have to give us a break. We're doing this for virtually free. So, you know, the point is, is that anytime I see an injustice in our society, uh, we speak up. And that's why we talked about the Johnny Depp trial. Um, it, that's a weird thing because... 99% of the time, I agree with the liberal media, uh, at least in policy. <clears throat> and, and now we're seeing this new phenomenon in the media where uh, you see the right wing taking sides with Johnny Depp because, frankly, I think because the evidence is there. That's where the evidence is. The evidence does not hold up for Amber Heard. And so uh, you got this weird thing where a lot of liberals are trying to stay with uh, the Me Too movement because of so this desire to be a feminist, this solidarity towards women. And in theory, I would agree with that. But unfortunately, when you watched as much of the trials we did, the, 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 the facts just don't bear out, you know. And so this has uh, started this trend uh, in our culture of uh, legitimate media, quote unquote, uh, versus uh, other alternative media. And that is like YouTubers and podcasters and content creators from around the world. Um, there is now a global fight where legit media feels threatened by little old us. And uh, if you go on someplace like Popcorn Planet, on YouTube, Andy Signor will tell you that uh, everybody deserves to get paid, you guys. Everybody. And so I am not 
looking for a handout. I am looking for a hand up because as soon as the numbers grow, uh, the numbers will be there. And when you're putting out thoughtful, selfless content that is good intentioned, uh, never mind if it's perfect. It's free content and people get something from this. I know that because the numbers are fairly good. They're just not good enough yet, you know, to uh, get sponsors to take notice and sponsor me yet. But they will come. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I have to watch my poor wife work a full-time job while I man the fort here. And that's why it's so important that if I were to make a couple hundred bucks, oh my God, it would take care of all of our problems because then I could focus on doing a better show and focus less on worrying about a part-time job or focus less on worrying on whether or not we're going to have enough food to eat or not or make rent or not, you know. It's really quite sometimes that dire, that scary, is that, yes, we do uh, make enough to get by, but we, we're we not food poor, but we are uh, at a point where uh, we need extra income so that we can buy a new vehicle because our truck is going out. We need uh, – we, we would like one day to buy our own house so that we can get out from underneath uh, requiring to live with family members. You know, uh, we are just living in very brutal, scary times where the uh, we're not showing enough uh, kindness and regard for one another. And I really do think, you guys, that we would be a much better society if we all worked together. I've been talking about that since season one, that. Uh, the Amish have uh, the right idea in that we, when we support and help one another, we carry the burden together and we help one another. And that teamwork is how we get by because we are all recognizing each other as regular working people and we can help one another either through money or through uh, effort. Uh, we can help one another grow and uh, get to where we need to be. If you go on Popcorn to Planet, all the time he is finding YouTubers who aren't that famous, aren't that monetized yet, and they're getting a dramatic boost in numbers because people are getting to see the quality of their character and the quality of their content because Andy Signor is allowing them to get the boost from his popularity. And I find that a really nice thing that Andy has done because when he was canceled a few years ago, uh, he was canceled because of a woman claiming that he, uh, he sexually assaulted her when he didn't. And he had the receipts. He had the evidence that it didn't happen. And so uh, he was fired by uh, his original uh, job, which he helped uh, start. Uh, anyways, he used to be on screen junkies with a bunch of uh, uh, teammates and when all this, uh, <clears throat> all these, uh, uh, things came out about him that weren't true, uh, they asked for his resignation and they never got his side of the story. And so for years, uh, he, uh, was like trying to amass the evidence so that he could stand up for himself and his innocence. And so now that he has proven his innocence, um, and everybody understands that he's telling the truth. Um, there is no uh, deception there. He absolutely vindicated himself. And now that he has grown back his popularity from uh, virtual obscurity, he's now at a point where he decided to dedicate his life to bettering himself and bettering the movement when it comes to uh, 
people who've been canceled in our culture. And so as doing such, he uh, has actually boosted the careers of like uh, It's Kim or Steph the Alter Nerd and others who are DV survivors, that's domestic violence survivors. And so now their YouTube channel is taking off because uh, of the popularity of Popcorn Planet. You know, but it's hard being a content creator, you guys, because we work just as hard as legitimate media and we have the press passes and we have the bona fides to do research and to put out good work. Uh, but a lot of times people don't see it as a resource. They don't understand that we're working hard. And a lot of times we're not getting paid what we're worth, you know. And so it's easy to get angry and sour and bitter about it. But like I said, I am not mad at my audience. Uh, on the contrary, I am just mad at society for not having the um, the understanding that everybody deserves to get paid and everybody deserves uh, reciprocity in our society. And so when you're putting out work coming from the heart, you're really trying to better our society. You're coming from this humanist, humanitarian point of view, and you're not always getting the reciprocity. You have to fight off that urge to get better, you know, because that, no, that's not where it's at it's not about getting bitter it's about okay how can i find other ways to get people to understand the urgency of my need and like i said it's two hundred dollars a month would be enough you guys to get me and boost me up to the next level and then once you guys share the show with your friends and family where we're getting 900 to a thousand downloads per episode we're going to get sponsors and then, yay, we're going to make it. And that's so exciting. But getting there is fucking hard, you guys. And so it's really hard. You know, I resist trying to uh, take out my frustration on my audience because you guys are the reason why this show exists. And uh, so we will continue to better the show and better ourselves and perfect the brand. And that's why we added those uh, extra topics is because we wanted to uh, pivot from some of the negativity or at least pivot from some of the lessons learned that we've done on shows about hateful people, spiteful people, people that aren't good for you, having to leave uh, uh, toxic relationships and leave bad people behind in order to gain your own independence and freedom, uh, we've learned that lesson. So we really want to try hard not to continue repeating ourselves with those sour apples kind of shows. Uh, and that way we can start doing more and more shows as we grow about the new challenges that we face in our society, you know? And so I sit here humbled, uh, to, to do this show uh, but, uh, yeah, it's hard, you guys, and I could use all the help I could get because there's this assumption that we're doing great. And I, I have to be honest with you, while the show is very therapeutic for me, uh, the lacking of attention that we get, I mean, I, my phone actually rings less now than it used to, uh, before the podcast. And I think that's because, uh, people listen to the show in little bits and pieces and they assume that you're doing fine just because you're out there on the airwaves. And no, I'm not doing just fine. Uh, I, I still have issues, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I don't want those issues to define me. I want my strength to define me. I want the quality of my content 
and the quality of my heart to, to find me. So I try very hard not to throw these pity parties because, uh, you know, uh, frankly, that's not how I am. I'm, I was raised to be uh, an independent and strong-willed person who uh, continues to get better and grow and, and fight for your own progress um, without uh, requiring a lot of charity, you know. But at the end of the day, podcasts need and depend on growth. And uh, it, when charity isn't happening, growth doesn't happen. And so we can't get over that hump to the next level where we get sponsors. And so it's not about getting a handout. It's about a hand up because, like I said, once we're big enough like Popcorn Planet, we are self-sustaining. And then, like Popcorn Planet, we can give others the boost that they need, whether it be other podcasters or whether it be YouTubers or whether it just be people out there in our society who need that mental health self-esteem kick that that you can get from Surviving Empathy Podcast because our show is all about trying to capture that that magic, that lightning in the bottle of kindness and goodness and decency, you know? But at the end of the day, it's hard, you guys, uh, uh, to get people to understand politics in our culture because if you don't follow politics, you make a lot of assumptions about what you think is going on. And it's easy to say, eh, blue is just as good as red and red is just as blue, good as blue. And I would usually agree with you if it was just baseball or football or something. You know, what do I care if... One wealthy team gets uh, the win versus another wealthy team. They're all going to get paid. What does it matter, you know? But uh, when it comes to these issues going on today, you guys, think about it. Donald Trump only passed a couple of meaningful bills when he was president. And the major win, the major accomplishment of the Trump party was tax breaks for the rich. Does that sound like that is useful or helpful for regular working class people to you? I don't think so. And so you're trying to get people to understand that the Republican Party has become a cash grab, a consolidation of wealthy institutions so they can push agendas that aren't popular with the people. And so there's a lot of conservatives who watch Fox News who stay outraged all day, every day, Oh my God, I can't believe all these bad things are happening. Liberals are the worst, aren't they? No, they're lying to you guys. Come on, shit. And so I try very hard not to um, be political on the show. You know, uh, I am a progressive in the sense that I believe in universal best practices. I believe in a strong middle class. I believe in unions and bargaining power. And I believe in empowering regular people. So that means regular white people, regular black people, regular Native American people, regular regular Latino people. That's what we're all about. Uh, we are not a political affiliation. We do not have any ties to the Democratic Party or any of that. It's just that when you are a kind-hearted, generous person who is trying to make the world a kinder, better place, of course, there's going to be overlap with liberal policies. But that doesn't mean that I'm some liberal or that I want to create a culture war around progressiveness. You know, it's just that we want to teach people what's going on out there and why it's bad for society. You know, I have a friend named Evan. He uh, is a conservative 
Uh, I think the reason why he's conservative is because his dad was conservative. He just grew up in it, you know, and that's very common where you just become the political party or affiliation that your parents are. And uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, region where you're from. If you're from a red state, it increases the likelihood that you're going to vote for Republicans. And it also increases the likelihood that you're going to side with and 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 shame the opposite party. Uh, you're going to believe the hysteria. You're going to believe the propaganda, and you're going you're more likely to believe the lies uh, because you were trained to, whether you realize it or not. When you grow up liberal, you're more likely to be hateful of conservatives and conservative policies. When you're Republican, you're going to be more likely to believe that there's this agenda, some deep state agenda, some new world order of some kumbaya wokeness. Uh, but I assure you that those are just the two extremes of each party trying to scare us away from uh, the nuance that is the real world. And so I don't want to be the kind of person to say, oh, you know, liberals are perfect and Democrats are perfect and Oh, they're so classy and they just want good things for our society. They are a part of the problem as well. But that being said, you guys, you cannot be middle class or poorer in this culture and be with a good conscience, a conservative, not because of conservative values and principles, but because the Republican Party has its own agenda that does not include the regular working people. When you have people like Jim Jordan saying, oh, we're just the blue jeans and beer party. No, they're not, you guys. They are the yacht and country club party. They just disguise it as the blue jean and beer party because they want regular people to think that the conservative Movement is a movement for regular folks. But how is that? How can you can you give me any justification or proof of that? I would like to see it. At the end of the day, don't believe what politicians say. Believe how they vote. And when you see the vast majority of Republicans nowadays voting, they are not voting to better and strengthen middle class jobs. They are not trying to create a world where we reduce our carbon footprint with fossil fuels. Why is that? Because the fossil fuel industry is paying for the Republican Party to push these lobbyist agendas. And so while I shudder to talk about politics because that's not what this show is about, uh, you guys, we have to have a minimal baseline of understanding what the two parties are, what they care about. Now, that does not mean that they're perfect. No, uh, uh, but I would much rather have a experienced Joe Biden than an inexperienced Donald Trump who has no respect for the rule of law and has no respect for poor people. But you guys, I mean, that's why this is so discouraging because there used to be a time, a time, you guys, it was called the 60s, where people understood the necessity to work together to achieve a goal. And we're not doing that anymore. We have all grown uh, uh, too selfish, self-centered, too independent to understand the necessity of teamwork, whether that be lobbying or excuse me, whether that be, um, whether that be uh, collective bargaining or whether that be working together in coalitions and groups We uh, uh, only better this society 
when we objectively see what's going on in it and objectively take a stand against and for certain things. We have to get out of the mentality, you guys, of letting others take care of things for us. Because one day, these things might not matter to you right now. You're like, eh, whatever. But one day it's going to matter to you because one day you're going to be old enough uh, where you're going to require help from something. You might require help from uh, uh, Social Security. You might require help from Medicare. Right now, it doesn't matter to you because you have for-profit insurance because you have a job that pays for your uh, uh, health care. But what's going to happen uh, when uh, we get to a point where the cost of health care keeps going up, but our health care dollars are not going towards helping people anymore? It's going to keep that industry profitable. And so very little of our health care dollars are actually going towards the direct treatment of people and more towards the uh, building up of the culture of wealthy institutions and wealthy for-profit medicine. That's where your dollars are going. And so that's why a lot of Democrats uh, talk about socialized medicine, because in most countries, most civilized countries where there is a healthcare system, uh, there's a reason why it's socialized. Uh, and they love on the right to talk about why that's a bad thing, be- talking about, oh, you're not going to have good care and, oh, you're going to have be waiting in line, all this. It's fear mongering because those Republicans depend on the lobbying dollars from for profit insurance companies. I can't believe people don't know this yet. But at the end of the day, you guys, I still have friends that are conservative. Rebecca works with a f- terrific uh, woman who's conservative. And uh, we don't understand why she's conservative. My friend Evan, like I was saying, he moved out to uh, to uh, uh, Iowa because that's where he was born. And then he, uh, after a couple of years, realized, oh, my God, you know, I'm I'm conservative. But Jesus Christ, these people are crazy. And um, and so he moved back. And so <laughs> I wouldn't be overly surprised because he has a liberal wife that uh, he's starting to see the utility of being more progressive for regular working people because it's it should be common sense you guys it really should i'm sorry but it really should it's not to say that there's nothing good about the conservative uh, principles in 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 the abstract but when you have a political party like the republican party today that scare people into thinking there's death panels and scare people into thinking there's a great uh, deceptions in in the last election and all these lies and obfuscations they're trying to scare you people because they know that they have a losing hand they do not have a winning message they are not forward thinking enough to understand the necessity for a green new deal and 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 to reduce our carbon footprint on this planet they work for all of the systems that rely on the status quo. And that is why, you know, in some small way, we have to be progressives. We have to work with Democrats. That doesn't mean I like corporate Democrats. That does not mean that I think they're A-OK. It just means that we have to work with the party that is closest to what we want out of society. We want to create an infrastructure for regular people, and we want to build up the middle class so that we are all doing well. That's what this has always been about. And so when you see 
the Republican Party. I mean, you guys, the Supreme Court is supposed to be nonpartisan, and yet we all admit that the Supreme Court is a highly, highly biased based on political affiliation. And that is wrong, you guys. It's just, just wrong. And the fact that we accept it is that there's something fishy about that, you know? And so what happens is, is every time a Republican gets in office, they cram a bunch of conservatives in there. And then when the liberals get in office, they cram a bunch of liberals in there. And, and, and all we're trying to do, you guys, is, uh, hold on. The kitty wants out. Hold on. Okay. She's out. Uh, wouldn't be a show without the cat having to go outside. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, what we're trying to do, you guys, as progressives is stave off tyranny oppression and unfairness okay um this stuff affects everybody whether you think so or not uh it affects whether or not we have uh, uh, schools that are affordable or not do you want to go to junior college and have the rising cost of college keep it to where you can't go to school anymore where do you think all that financial aid and board of governors grants is coming from it's coming from democrats who vote this shit in every single year and so when it comes to women's rights and women's autonomy, uh, I can, uh, uh, you know, respect the fact that uh, some Christians uh, are pro-life. They take a pro-life stance, but we're not supposed to rule. Our religious beliefs are not supposed to rule our politics. That is why we have a separation of church and state. Because how would you like it, you guys, if, if, you know, what would it, what if the, uh, the, the shoe was on the other foot and say, uh, Democrats wanted to, oh, I don't know, uh, force everybody to, oh, I don't know, you know, force everybody to go to a doctor they don't like or force everybody to do a thing that involves their body against their will. That is what's happening right now with the Republican Party and with our Supreme Court is that we have four conservatives and three progressives, three liberals, and as a result, they're trying to push their uh, right-wing evangelical uh, uh, agenda on people, even though when you look at the numbers, it is... Hugely unpopular, you guys. We're talking about 70 to 30%. 70% of society is a pro-choice movement. Uh, and why is that? It's not because nobody wants abortion, you guys. Nobody does. But who's going to take care of all these babies, you guys? We have to uh, protect the rights of women because when we don't, we make it illegal to be a woman. We can't have that. When we force women to carry rape babies to term, we're forcing women to have to nurture the baby that came from a violent, brutal assault. Is that right? Now, if a woman chooses to keep the baby and say, hey, that was bad, but, you know, I'm going to turn this bad into a good, that would be her choice. But when she's not given a choice, you're talking about an entire society trying to make it illegal to have abortions which does not increase the likelihood of less abortions it increases the the likelihood that abortions become illegal less safe and therefore more dangerous for society it creates back alley abortions it creates uh, 
it, it punishes and, pu- and, and puts doctors in prison for simply doing their job and advocating for a woman's right. And so how anybody could see this not as a Democrat versus a Republican thing, I have no idea. It's always been the agenda for the right, for right-wingers, for the Republican Party to push for uh, more fossil fuels because they're in bed with them, for uh, greater uh, tax breaks for the rich so that they can uh, continually uh, obfuscate their responsibility to keep the earth clean and, and sane and usable for the rest of us. And it's to uh, essentially to create a world where the haves get to rule the have-nots. And that is not an equal or fair society. And I could, you know, get into the weeds of all that, but I, I don't want you guys to, to think that we here at uh, Chef Bright Comedy are, are, are trying to push a political agenda. We're not. What we're trying to do is stave off something worse. When we continue to go down a path of forcing the unpopular thing in our society, what we're doing is we're giving more power to the non-majority of people. And that is not how a democracy works. A majority of people voted for Joe Biden, therefore he won the presidency. When a minority of people get their way, that is called tyranny, it's called fascism, and it's called oppression. And that's what we fight against. Not as liberals, but as humanitarians. It's about making sure that real middle-class, working-class people have rights. Anyway, so that's really my whole spiel about that. I, I, I apologize if that that, that, that goes a little uh, too far for you. I, I apologize if I got a little too uh, real there for you. But you guys, I mean, think about it. Um, I am trying to uh, do a service to help people feel good enough. I am trying to help people uh, by... Uh, speaking my mind about a uh, many number of topics in our society so that people understand where the line of decency is. And I'm trying to build up people's self-esteem and emotional health and emotional growth so that they feel good enough to, to battle, to do battle in a society that isn't always so fair and isn't always so kind. And so we have to grow tough, you guys. We have to get tough, despite the fact that uh, oftentimes we're all breaking down. And that's why I, I try to resist being too tough on you guys because, um, on the one hand, we should celebrate gentleness. We should celebrate kindness. And we should celebrate decency and doing the right thing. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I don't get a whole lot of people helping me out. And at the end of the day, I just think that living in a society where we all helped one another would just make things that much easier for all of us. And so I simply ask you to contribute 2 to $3 on my PayPal or Patreon so that we can grow and start getting bigger and stronger and more useful as a public service for society. Because guess what? Our institutions are failing us, you guys. They just are, and it's unfortunate. I hate being the bearer of bad news, but it just is the truth nowadays. When you depend on mega churches for spirituality, you lose something. When you depend on the Walmarts and the Amazons of the world for your 
commerce, we lose the nuance of small business. And when we turn spirituality into a organized religion with agendas, we are missing the point of goodness and kindness and being like Jesus. I mean, think about it. You Do you really think that Jesus would have been a Republican? I don't fucking think so. He would have been a progressive, just like us. So at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just a human being, you guys. Um, I I feel bad that I have to report to you guys that, that I get upset when uh, I'm not getting the help that I think I deserve. You know, I, we're putting out good content. We're We're trying to help people, and we're trying to do it from a place of goodness and kindness and pureness, but... Unfortunately, uh, keeping the lights on is is a business, and a business has to be run like a business. And so if I could just get a little bit more coming in, you guys, this is going to be fantastic. And that's exactly what we want for Season 4. We want to uh, dispense with the negativity. We want to dispense with the lessons we've already learned, and we want to grow the show and the brand and the channel to to, to include all of the things that help people have a more robust life. We want to talk about movies. We want to talk about nostalgia. We want to talk about a uh, spooky life and that celebration of Halloween and all things fun and spooky and macabre, because I think that's what people cling to nowadays when you're working a job and you're not getting ahead the way you want. Uh, we have to satiate that, that inner child in us to, 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 to have loves beyond just, constantly thinking about our problems or constantly thinking about society or constantly thinking about politics. That is not what Chef Bright Comedy or this podcast is about. But every once in a while, we have to try to find that line uh, of balance between activism and uh, having fun. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is we don't want to pile on to conservatives. We don't want to pile on to Christians. We are trying to be as as equal and as fair as possible. But when you have agendas going on in the world, um, we don't live in a vacuum, you guys. Those have a ripple effect on the totality of our system and its fairness. And when things are getting less and less fair for regular people, that's where we have to be smart enough to understand who to support. We cannot support a, a, a Republican Party that is continually going to prop- propagandize and lie to you and tell you that the urine you're drinking is somehow Kool-Aid. It isn't. But at the same time, we have to respect our differences. We have to respect each other's spiritual and political differences, and that's what we try to do. But uh, at the end of the day, this whole uh, Supreme Court thing stinks to high heaven, and uh, we we have to organize. We have to fight this. Um, you can bet, you can bet your sweat, sweet tell, Tilly, that uh, uh, lawyers and, and uh, billions of dollars are going to go into fighting this. Um, but uh, we have to educate people, you guys. We've talked about that before. People be, not being moved by new evidence. When you see the evidence, you have to change direction and you have to change course and you have to understand just like my friend evan he's starting to understand that conservatism nowadays isn't what it used to be 50 years ago and it isn't the ronald reagan era is gone you guys we are now no longer the republican party is no longer the hank hill party it is becoming the dale gribble party full of conspiracy theorists and wing nuts and batshit crazies 
And uh, that is just not sustainable in a society that requires seriousness, you guys. That is not to say that there aren't local Republicans doing good job, but um, I just don't understand how, with a straight face, they can continue to be Republicans when they know their party's in trouble. It is fucking disturbing, you guys. And I really do wish, honestly, we could get rid of the two-party system and have a multi-party system like Canada. Uh, but unfortunately, the way things are, <clears throat> the only the reason why we have a two-party system, unfortunately, is because uh, they're the only two parties that make enough money to be competitive in an election. And so anytime you get a third party, uh, all it tends to do is uh, pull some of the vote away from one of the two parties. And, uh, like, you know, when you had, uh, Dr. Jill Stein in there as a third party ticket, all it did was pull votes from the Democratic Party to her. And when you have uh, people like, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump, well, he, he ran as a Republican, but, uh, say you had a third party ticket like, uh, like a Perot or somebody, uh, that would just pull, uh, votes from the Republican Party. And so we, ah, man, I wish we could do something about it and create a more fair system because there's so much nuance in the world. And that's just it, you guys. It is not about uh, being against conservatism or being against liberalism. We should try to respect each other's differences, but understand the difference between political uh, affiliation and political parties. Being a liberal does not make you a Democrat. Being conservative doesn't always make you a Republican, it might make you a libertarian and it might make you conservative, but um, there's a lot of overlap there, but it's not necessarily always the same thing. And we have to know that going forward in our culture so that we better this culture. Uh, Republicans need to be for good stuff again, not just against stuff. They need to be uh, for things that are going to be popular and, and benefiting average people. And I, I'm just, you know, frankly, not seeing that anymore, you guys. And that's why we fight. We don't fight against conservatism. We fight against a party that is drunk on power and is, is just trying to um, thwart democracy so that it can continue getting millions of dollars from for-profit uh, institutions like pharma, big pharma, like big oil, and all that other shit. Um, is it happening on the left? Yes, of course, but not nearly as much. It's kind of like the difference between throwing a rock or excuse me, sh throwing a bullet and shooting a bullet. Uh, the Republican Party is, is, is much worse in that regard. But we try to be fair here and uh, we try not to talk about politics most of the time. Just that, you know, every once in a while, something like this comes out uh, like this uh, re repeal of Roe versus Wade. And it makes you realize uh, the importance of independent media like us who's gonna give it to you straight you guys life is not all black or white there is nuance to things and independent media will tell you things a lot of times regular media won't because either it comes off too uh, uh, uh partisan and hateful or or uh, they have their own agendas that sort of um belays the greater message that we need to start taking care of of the middle class again. We have to start building up the middle class and we don't do that when we give tax breaks to the rich and when we start decreasing the lives and the livelihood and the opportunities for regular working people. That's not how we better the society. We got to create jobs for regular folks again, you guys. And uh, if we could do that in a way that's nonpartisan, I'm all for it. I am so sick and tired of the left versus right in this country, <clears throat> but it is what it is. And unfortunately it's the system we have 
And it's the system we have to live in, and therefore it's the system we have to uh, accept objectively uh, uh, without it, uh, uh, you know, corrupting our views. So that's what it's all about. But um, thank you guys for donating. Thank you guys for helping. Thank you guys for letting me get this shit off my chest. Yeah, you know, it. You know, this is just me trying my best to be a good person, and uh, I could use your help, you guys. I have chronic pain. I have depression and anxiety and, and fibro and PTSD. And uh, while I may look like this strong guy, and usually I am, uh, when I have a fibro flare-up, uh, things get tough, man. I go from running three to four or five miles on the treadmill to barely getting out of bed. And so I could use your help just building this up. It's not a handout. It's a hand up, you guys. This, we are not a charity case. We are trying to create... Uh, be an institution uh, uh but 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 you know you got to start somewhere so that's what we're doing but thank you guys so very much for being a friend of the show um uh, you know if there's something here you didn't like the way i said something hey do the christian thing and forgive us <laughs> that's what it's all about forgive each other forgive each other for our differences we're just all trying to get through this life the best we can and uh you know we uh we, we require there to be honesty and integrity and dignity in our institution, and that's what we're trying to do. I, I, we do not support the Democratic Party. We do not support the Republican Party. We simply support progress, and that's what it's all about. All right, you guys. We'll see you in Season 4. We'll see you in about a month, you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.